Hello everyone, today we will be studying the Mishnayot for Thursday, February 10th. We are up to the 5th and 6th Mishnah in the 5th chapter in Masachet Peya. So at this point we are all familiar with the various gifts to the poor. The Peya, the part that you leave over in the field, the Shechecha, the stuff that you forget to harvest or to bring into the house, and the, and the Leket, the produce, the stalks that fall upon cutting the produce, upon harvesting, not all of it gets into your hand, not all of it gets into the sickle. So those three, Leket, Shechecha, and Peya, have to be given to the poor. Uh, today, another one is going to come up called Meiser Ani. Meiser Ani is a straight-up tithing. You know, you're supposed to give one-tenth of your produce to the poor. That sort of gen- uh, falls into the general laws of tithing to the priest, to the Levite, which we will get to later, but it's also going to come up today. And again, when it comes to Meiser Ani, what sort of differentiates it from the other gifts is that the tenth of your produce that's given to the poor, that's up to you who to give it to. The other three, the Leket, the Shecha, and the Peya, you've got to leave there. Tazov Osam, as the Torah says, abandoned it. You're supposed to, again, abandon it and allow the poor to really fight for it. So today's Mishnah says like this. Again, the fifth Mishnah in the fifth chapter. Hamachlef Im Ha'anim. If you take your produce and you exchange it with the poor person's leket, the poor person had picked up something, a pay, a shechecha, and you want to exchange, you want to do a little change, transfer, trade. So the Mishnah tells us that when you take his leket, you're going to be exempt from tithing, right? We've mentioned many times when the poor person picks up the leket, shechecha, or peya, the poor person's exempt from tithing from that. After all, it was sort of a gift to the poor. So if a wealthy person somehow gets hold of it by exchanging it with the poor person after the poor person has taken possession of it, right? Because the poor person doesn't have to eat it. He could do whatever he wants with it. So if a wealthy person gets it, then the wealthy person does not have to tithe from it. But when you're doing this trade and you're trading your own produce to the poor person, the mission is telling us that you're obligated to tithe your own produce before you trade it with your friend, this poor person. Again, with what you get, you're exempt, but from what you're about to give, you're chayav. Now the mission is going to describe what type of ownership in the field is needed to not allow you to collect it. In other words, let's say the owner is poor. We know, of course, that the poor person who owns the field cannot take the leket shechampeyo. He's also obligated to help his neighbor. After all, he has a field. So if somebody is poor and he owns a field, he's not allowed to take the leket shechampeyo. Says the Mishnah, let's say he didn't own the field. Rather, what happened over here was, is two people got a field, Ba'arisus, it's sort of a sharecropping system. What's a sharecropping system? What happens is, is I go into a field and I tell the owner, I'm going to plant a field for you and then we'll split the profits. So the owner gains by not having to do any work and the farmer, you know, has a field to work on and he gets half the produce. So the Mishnah tells us that in that case, he's considered an owner and he cannot collect the own Leket Shecha and Peya. After all, he's, he has a share in this land. Now, let's say two people split a field to work on from somebody else. Says the missus, Each person can give the other person the, you know, the, the tithing and the other person can collect the lachit shechem Because, you know, so again, two people take upon themselves to work in somebody else's field. Each person can give to the other person 
because they each have their own share in this field, but they cannot take from their own share. Each one can give the other person their own portion. This is a similar thing if a poor person was hired to harvest the field and he is paid with a share of the crop. Again, pretty similar to the sharecropper. Sharecropper is, you know, you're working the field and you're sort of considered like a partner because you're going to get half the profits. Here, it's that you are working the field and then the owner is going to give you as payment from the field. They're also, this worker is considered an owner of the field since he's going to get a share in the produce as determined by the owner for payment. So again, he cannot take. Rabbi Huda says it depends. That's only if he's receiving a share in the produce while it is still up and standing. If the owner says, I'm giving you a third of what you harvest, then then he is permitted because it's only becoming his after the harvest takes place. So since he's only getting his payment, the ownership is only being transferred after the harvest takes place. As we've mentioned many times, the Torah sort of hangs the obligation of on the harvest. But once the harvest has taken place, um, you know, everything has already been put into effect, which means he would have rights of Leket Shechem It happens to be that he will have a third of this field as well. The Asr, however, Asr B'Maisa'ani. The only thing that's dependent on the harvest is the actual Leket Shechem But the tithing gift that one has to give a poor person, that's not dependent on the harvest. And therefore, he is still forbidden to take a share in those tithing and must give the tithing to another poor person and not himself. Okay, moving on to the sixth Mishnah. You know, it's been pretty short the last few days, so now you are being uh, paid back for those extra minutes that you might have. Says the next Mishnah, Pretty simple Mishnah. Somebody plants a crop and then sells it before it is harvested. So of course, the seller is permitted to take because he sold it before it was harvested. But the buyer is forbidden because the buyer owned it at the time of the harvest. Pretty simple Mishnah. The main things for the next paragraph. So let's say you make a deal with your employee that... You know what? Come in my field, and I guarantee you, you will get the leket shechem peya. Says the Mishnah, one cannot do that. Why? Because chances are, you're using the leket shechem peya as payment. Because if I tell an employee that, you know what, benefit you get the leket shechem peya, chances are you're also going to pay him a little bit less. Which means you're using the leket shechem peya as payment to the employer to to the employee. That's what the mission is telling us. But as we sort of read the, further on in the mission, there seems to be another problem as well, because the mission says like this, If somebody does not allow the poor person to come and collect it, which means that he is um, sort of taking hold of it and then deciding which poor person, or, or he says, you know, you come in, but not you. Or again, he sort of helps one of them. Says the Mishnah, he's stealing from the poor, even though he's in the end giving some of the produce to the poor. It's considered gozel asaniyim because you got to give every poor person an equal opportunity. This is what the Pasuk says, do not violate the boundaries of the poor. How is it possible to violate the boundaries of the poor? They don't have anything. The answer is, in this case, they do. They each have a right to collect the Shekhan Peah. 
and you are infringing on their rights. That concludes our learning of Mishnayot for the day. As always, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to study some Torah.